Hey everybody, welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. Dave Neal as always with Tasha Courtney. Long time recurring guest Heather Turman. Yay, I, this is my third time. That's that's it's a lot. Fun. You're one of my favorite people. Um, if you haven't checked the ba- the back episodes with Heather, just end here and go back. We <laughs> uh, we've 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 uh, we. So you're one of my favorite joke writers out there, and and also. This episode's going to be... Okay, so we have to pick up where we left off. Let's just pick up where we okay. left off. Okay. Last time you were here, you had just uh, wrapped up crowdfunding your No, movie. I just wrapped the movie. We had just, you just wrapped the movie. the movie. Yeah. Because oh. I remember that day. It was Thursday. I can tell you exactly when I was here. Yeah, and you had just... <laughs> so- and, like, found out when I was here, like, that... We owed still like money to the payroll company to release the actor checks. Like it was crazy. You found yeah. out right when the podcast like, right ended. when the podcast ended. You were yes. like, oh fuck, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's life. So you've like, been here. You were here for pre-production. You got your Kickstarter goal. You went into production. I did background. I was a mover. He was. I thought I was playing a delivery boy, a pizza delivery boy, because you said something about delivery. You were all like delivery guys, because you were like the delivery guy's friend. So I'm like getting my, I'm like so getting my shirt ready for like pizza delivery, <laughs> and I'm carrying boxes. And I was like, but it was shot beautifully. And now you're in post production. Yeah. And how frustrating is that? Is that the worst? Or I mean, you have the you have all the inf- y'all. Well, we have like you know we uh, yes, it's frustrating because it people don't realize how expensive it is, and then also like, um, you know, we had add, had to add all these days from like, sorry, your phone's going up. They're blowing up. Everyone's blowing like seeing up. you here. All right. Like yeah, we had to add all these days from um, like uh, something we we kind of had like some drama on the set, and therefore we had to. Add two days, which is so expensive. I mean, that's like ten thousand extra dollars yeah. on top of you know additional permits and and then like everything else. And so, uh, what was the drama? Can you tell us? Well, you know, we were trying to be scandalous and didn't get a permit, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you know we got shut down for a day and then had to add two because of it. Because then we wasted like half the day talking to. Um, but we did get really lucky cause we know some people at film LA who like expedited a permit quickly. So it, you know, yeah, it's, we got it's just very crazy lucky. how they have to shut down. I mean, LA is the center of the filming world, so I get it. But like in any other city, you can go in and just like shut a street down. I and remember it, well, it's we, a private residence and that's the thing is like normally you're like, you can, it's a gamble, but you can usually get away with yeah. it if it's a private I was residence. shooting this movie, Serena and the Rats, mm-hmm. and that we did like pyro and explosives and guns. And we were filming right next to an airspace mm-hmm. in my hometown. And we had a big hangar that was like given to us that where they make uh, yachts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's just giant. It's like a giant soundstage to use by ourselves. And then the cops showed up and they're like, and we go, oh, fuck, we're getting have like, and all they wanted to do was watch and hang out. <laughs> they were so cool. And I yeah, couldn't because it. they're not used to. Yeah. It's not their job. They're yeah. not just there to but do that. Here, but here, it's like if you cops who just do that, they literally just patrol film, and and you have to be yeah. super. And I know that because we we record every week, like on Hollywood Boulevard or stuff. We've been kicked out of places, and just because we look like we have a nice wireless microphone, yeah. We well, shoot with a DSLR that everyone else uses for like photography, but as soon as they think that like you're shooting something nice, they want to tax it. Oh yeah, like, exactly. Welcome exactly. to L.A. So you wrapped it. You're yeah, done. done. Now it's all post production. Yep. 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 And, um, yeah, and, um, and it's so. Going good. We okay. So where we left off last episode uh, was you. Uh, you're ma- you're married, mm-hmm. and where are we now? Um, I'm separated. So you're separated. Probably getting divorced. Probably yeah. getting divorced. Mm-hmm. This doesn't speak well I of guess. your advice giving on the podcast, does it? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty no, sure no. I didn't give you any. Like I have to like look back. Actually, no. I know exactly. Like, Heather, you what gotta I do this. <laughs> no, I know what I talked about that uh, episode, and I was talking about things. 
we we'd, we talked a lot, the last episode we talked about a lot of things in relationships that don't work and yeah. if people knew me and they listened they'd be like oh you don't sound very enthusiastic about your marriage well right knowing what doesn't work is really important just for learning like yeah. you, it takes a lot of trial and error that's why people have so many really you know you don't like meet the one in kindergarten except for like maybe one percent of people yeah i think i know two people who literally met the one very young and they're just like have been inseparable ever since and don't have a problem you know what i mean well and it's not it's not a bad thing like i don't want it to make it look like i'm like there's any sort of shame or whatsoever i mean we're all you know what i mean like there's no you're you're living your life and when you get married or have a serious relationship or live together you don't just untangle that right away like you don't just say peace versus like if you're casually dating someone so like there's a whole like how did you like like was there a point when you knew that this isn't going back to what it was um yeah our anniversary trip yeah i did like i was just like um and that really was i think for both of us we kind of had our major like grieving moment that weekend um and you know it's still something that takes i mean it's been like four months but you like you know we that was definitely the moment for sure where it was like where did you go for your trip um, Temecula, we went wine tasting. That's what our plans are for Valentine's Day. Shit. No, no, no. no. I, I've had Shut so many out. great trips really... there. Yeah, so many great trips. But there. you had planned it before you had known. Like, at what point yeah. were you even considering? Was it like a high stakes kind of thing? Remember, we had that one person ride in and they were doing like a birthday trip or an anniversary trip, and it was so hot. You could tell that this, yeah, this chick, person who this... wrote in had it like so high stakes. Like, this, it was going to be this weekend that either makes it or breaks it. I want to see like how he does. So I think it was her birthday. Yeah, but you could tell that her husband like didn't know like she just had decided this is a, like this is a test and yeah he had no idea have you, is, like, yeah. like were you testing her like subconsciously no, no, or, or had not. things just been rocky for a while and no we we had had like a major um shift and it wasn't that it was like necessarily rocky so much as you wake up and realize that you've been living you'd really just hadn't ever been stable because you you know when we'd met we were long distance and then we moved um you know, she'd moved from Denver to California, and therefore I then moved from LA to San Diego because she made that move. In Spark so Notes, then, past episodes, we talked, met on match. Yeah, met you on match. You have one of the funniest jokes ever <laughs> about that. Well, that was a hard thing, so I avoided the stage for a while because half my jokes were about her. And but that's when I saw it when you first talked to me. I think I was more emotional than Heather because <laughs> we were hanging out, and you were like, I'm sure you've heard, and it's at Los Angeles. And I was like, wait, what? I haven't yeah. heard anything. I thought people tell me things. And uh, I was like, I don't, and I don't, I don't know why. Maybe that was, I'm sure I was projecting my own emotions of when people abandoned me. You know what I mean? Not that, and there's any well, abandonment. Well, that's the thing happening. is that, like, yeah, I'd never, I was always, I've never, like, ever made the choice to leave a relationship before, ever in my life. Like, I was always, so it, it was like an, a much, a much harder thing and a guilt thing too. Like, yeah. big time. Also, but, coming after, you know, I'm sure she supported you a lot with your movie yeah, making always. and all that she's the best she's like the best and that's just the thing is like how do you know that like somebody is like and i think that was just is i was always like this is the best person like this is the best person yeah but you can't force yourself to like like feel energized with them like like we didn't expand each other we you yeah know what i mean like well last episode 200 i um i did a solo episode and i was talking about different things and one was um the zach brown song goodbye in her eyes and it's a song about how he just knew oh this it's she's done yeah. was there a moment where she where your wife like was like oh you're you're checked out of this um yeah i mean the anniversary trip really and that whole week um 
prior to, um, after we'd talked a little and then, you know, and, and then just realizing that like I'd been checked out for at least a year, if not two. And, you know, you just go with the, you roll, you just like, are like, Oh yeah. Like we live together and have our pets and sure. Like we don't have any huge, crazy. I I think I always had really unhealthy relationships. And because this one was pretty healthy, I was like, Oh, this is awesome. This This is is, the thing. Sure. Yeah. So this must be, you just get married for sure. You know? And then you realize like, Oh my God, I, I feel like I'm not living my life or, um, just like, just, yeah. Living two completely different lives. We talked before about how, you know, your family's had a hard time, uh, with your sexuality mm-hmm. com- coming out and all that. D- how does it feel, you know, like it's almost like when you get married, you're convincing people like, hey, we're, I've had to do this with Tasha because like I'll air out bad things, you know, I'll air out fights and sure. And, and I have to remember to tell people, no, 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 we're like in love. Like we, there's good. I just, good things make you happy. You don't bitch about good things. Well, you can't, that's the thing, right? And, and I think like that just makes it, uh, that's a great point to mention is like, you can't, you can't feel love if you don't ever have any issues because then you, you know what I mean? Like friction creates fire. Right. And, and not, and like a little and, bit of it. And not having like, yeah, you don't want to have like a really volatile Too much friction, you blow shit up and then it's exactly. gone. But you, you know, like it's, it's the balance. Like you need to have some sort of, um, yeah, friction will, will make you then appreciate each other more and see the, the good and the bad. And how did your family makes the good better if you see the bad? Like how did you break the news to your family? Like, Hey, I haven't even really, I, I told my, my sister, is this, it? I mean, is this I what's breaking you. tag your no, mom in this Facebook uh, video? <laughs> you know, I don't talk to my family that much. I'd seen them this Christmas for the first time. And, and I think my parents kind of know in the sense that like, you know, I hadn't seen them in like five years and my mom had texted like, what do you guys want for Christmas? Which she never so she does. hadn't met your wife. No, they didn't come to the wedding. No, your wife on it. no. my dad met her once. They didn't come like they were never going to plan on coming. Like, you know what I mean? That's why I haven't seen them in five years. And so the fact that I said I wanted to see them for Christmas, you know, my mom had written like, and what about the girl? You're just going to leave her, um, in California. The girl? Yeah, that's, I know it's my mom's the worst. And, uh, <laughs> that's what my mom calls Tasha too. It's fine. <laughs> the girl. <laughs> just a mom How's thing. the girl? <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so I think, so they, they obviously know that, you know, um, something must be up. I, I, I'm trying to think if I would be, had been, yeah, I mean, I guess I would have been wearing my wedding ring around them, but maybe not because yeah. I wouldn't, cause my mom's so crazy that I would never want to incite anything. Like they, you know, you don't want to give her a whatever. reason to yeah. like blow up on you. Relationships. Yeah. It's like a video game, right? So like different, you have different partners help you through different parts of your life. I have fr- best friends that I don't keep in touch with as often that really help me through different journeys. And, and it's, it's okay. It's okay. If like you guys like, like, you know, saw this version of yourselves and it got you to the next place. And, and there are catalysts that do that. Mm-hmm. Like what, what's the biggest thing that kind of like took you from finding someone who loved you, took you in, you know, you get, get married to, and then the next step of your life, you having to leave that. Like what causes that? I mean, from, I mean, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess think when you're yeah. not growing, you start to exactly. feel like a funk, exactly. right? You start to like something, you start to feel low energy. I think I would relate it to like the same way that depression sort of feels at the beginning. Like when you're not like pushing yourself, challenging yourself, excited about new ventures, things like that, you start to just not feel. Yeah. If you're not growing, you're dead in a way. Excited. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't even that. Cause I was growing personally and professionally and was working really hard. And it was like, 
um, we just weren't growing together. And in the same sense, you know, since we've split up, I have seen her take interest in things and do things for herself. And it was things that I always wanted her to do for herself, but for whatever reason together, she, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I take up a lot of energy in a relationship. I feel like, yeah, I can, I can relate. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but so like how, so you think that inadvertently by, by like leaving the relationship, it kind of pushed her out of her comfort zone to like be something more genuine to herself or. Yeah. I'm, and I kind of just feel like, you know, sometimes like, yeah, two people just don't know how to grow together or expand each other. Like we, our communication was always just bad. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, really that's. Yeah. I mean, but when you were talking about like the end of when you're talking about friendships and all that kind of stuff, I, like I'm re- like was reading this thing in this book. Great book. It's called like women who run with the wolves. It's like so good. But like this one chapter talks about the life, death, life cycle and every relationship, everything in your life has a life, death, life, right? Um, different eras, whatever. And sometimes within a relationship, you have to decide, um, you know, it might be the, the life is the beginning and then the death might be the end of the lust period, right? Sure. And then the, oh, it, yeah, that okay. breeds the next life, which is a deeper next part of the, a new era in the relationship mm-hmm. or it can be like the end of the, of the relationship and you right. have to start a new life. You know what I mean? Right. I had to throw so the life, my, death, um, life, my college fraternity t-shirts that was, there was a death that happened from that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, that is, to, that yeah. is a death. That is a death. And then the life uh, after was the new space in the drawer. Yeah. The life shirts, after was you know? the soap that we make together. <laughs> I love that. Which, have we given you soap? I was here when you guys were first making it. Oh, you didn't and get I any? Them. And I told people about them. Have you, are you doing the sack thing? I haven't air, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's why I don't want to say too much, but yeah. okay. Now that's uh yeah, we'll we'll get our grip on that pretty <laughs> soon. That's a whole nother um soap making project that uh You guys inspire me. I loved it. When uh, I told like So wait, did you did you get the soap? Did we give you some or are you just watching this make? We have okay. some over there. Okay, we'll we got get a whole some stack of it too. Cool. Um okay, so what so I hate I hate to play like um the sexuality. So cuz when when a guy and a girl break up you know, the guy's not putting his hands on her, hopefully. There's a certain sort of, like, men don't do this to women. Two, two women, a lesbian relationship, how does that go down as far as, like, who, like, you're, you, it was your initial choice to leave her. Did she come around right away? Was it uh, sort of messy? Yes and no. And, and, I mean, I struggled, you know what I mean, like, um, in my mind and, um, and a lot of it just like in my heart and in general, just the guilt like was eating me alive at first and just being like, you know, kind of, I really had to do a lot of self-reflection at first because I was like, what, like, what is like, what's the issue? I know, I know my truth. I know that this isn't my truth, but there's still this feeling of, but you married somebody like that's what marriage is. Like you're supposed to. Work, work on it. work How and, and it kept being this be? word work and it kept making me think it was really it still is there every day i'm just like oh but then i'm like there's another part of me that's like after a year um and knowing that like you know you know even she admits like we definitely shouldn't have done it and like like all this stuff it's just this thing where shouldn't have done what got married oh okay well who cares uh, yeah but but there's a um but there's that level of like what's the like, how do you, like, how do I grasp, grasp with that? Like, do I not? And it's that idea of working because I'm, I want to work, like, 
work within a relationship. I think I always have. I've always been in committed relationships. I've always like, I desire to, you know, be committed and like do all those things. But, but you've got to be able to see like the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You've got to be able to see a way that it works and you both feel great about it and you both feel like you're successful in your relationship. Yeah. Your track record isn't to run away from a relationship. It seems. Uh, no, I was so, always left. So yeah. you have, a, you have that going for you where you're not like, okay, I'm not the type who's like, you know, gun shy here. Blah, blah, blah. Ver, ta- I mean, not calling Tasha out, but she's tried to dump me every day this year. <laughs> she tried to I dump love me every- when Dave, I know he, Sorry, go I ahead. melt down on stage. Which, by the way, I wanted to throw this story in there. So I've yes. been doing, I've been doing a bit about how um, I, I started my set out last night telling everyone that Tasha and I are engaged, which isn't true. Um, but because uh, I was doing the joke about winning a wedding ring or an engagement ring, so I'm trying to bring that back because I'm going to do um, that's I'm going to do the sex talks show. Um, we had a guest on who was on who has her own show about like you know dating and whatever, and I'm going to do I think I'm going to tell that story. But uh, so basically, I wanted a wedding ring, I wanted an engagement ring, calling a radio station, blah blah blah. And then the whole joke at the end is like we've been dating for three years, we were thinking about getting married. How do I get that ring from one finger to the other? <laughs> and I was in, but I'm telling this joke, and some chick in the audience goes, "Cut your hair." That's all she said. I wasn't doing it. I usually, I wasn't doing a hair joke. I wasn't making fun of myself and it got right in the middle of this like kind of heartfelt thing I'm trying to work out. Yeah. So then I lost my shit on her and I, and I, but I was like, I can't make fun of you. You're with the, you're the comedian's girlfriend, the, a comic artist's girlfriend. So I wasn't going to make fun of her. And then I, and then I, I, it ended up, you know, it ended up helping my set in a way because I just like kicked me to a new energy of just like anger. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I still got some zingers in, but indirectly making fun of the guy who brought his girlfriend because I can't make, I'm not going to make fun of a comic's girlfriend. Like that's not a fair heckle. Sure. Anyway, I get off stage. The next person to go on stage is the chick. She wasn't a comic's girlfriend. Like I thought, I thought it was Brian Day's girlfriend because she was sitting next to Brian Day. And, and I'm like, oh shit. So she gets on stage. So I just immediately heckle her. Just gave her the, cut your hair. Just gave her that one, same exact heckle. Yeah. And then she tried to, and then she tried to like start her set by like rolling off of my energy that I built on stage. And she's like, yeah, like, so you're engaged. And I go, no, I'm not engaged. And she goes, oh, I couldn't really tell it from your bit. And, I sh- and then I was like, you shouldn't have talked through my bit then. And the whole room goes like, oh. Yeah. And literally, it was like Mortal Kombat. She was just like dead on stage for the next five minutes and couldn't come back. I love it. <laughs> I wanted like, to share that story. Did the freeze. And I didn't want it. And then afterwards, she apologized. I felt bad because it was like, but you know what I mean? It's like that you're just like working out. It's like friendly, but at the same time, it's like she didn't recover. Like, Good, yeah. Because the audience was like. Um, it's funny when people make fun of me in that room because I go there so often that it's like I had another comic last week try to make fun of me after my set. It's like, no, I'm aware of what I'm doing on stage. Yeah. So don't talk, come out, uh, come up after and be like, oh, it must be tough dating a model. We're working that out. We're I'm that's my funny, not yours. Exactly. And it was like some dude with a scarf, like in a man bun, like everything I hate about myself. I hate <laughs> this guy. Well, that's the thing though. Like um, comics in general, like why do you? Why comment on the set before you? Like, aren't aren't you there to work on your stuff? Like, Unless, did you not really? Why are you there? She's not going to do that again. Like that of was because I've had that happen to not. me where like I try to be funny about it and the room turned on me and it's like, oh okay, I got it. Like only the host, only the MC should do something in between that kind of says something. Unless like, your buddies with them or, like, or something. Yeah, or like I never whatever. met this girl. Or just like bleh, like 
you know, if you don't put a ring on it, I will. Next comic, like whatever the fuck, you know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, sorry. You you know me. I had to throw in two minutes of Dave time. (laughs) Something way more heavy. Um, Can Tasha? Can you pull up this on here on your phone? This my latest sex actually photo on sex actually pod on on Instagram. Instagram. I wanted to read what that what one person actually wrote. Yeah. It kind of pertains to this. Like questions and all that. Well, they're kind of contrived. Um, (laughs) We're in. We're in. There's different groups that you can be in that like support each other's Instagrams. I know I'm pulling back the curtains on this but i didn't know people did that before but tasha knows because she's tasha got sponsored by bud light again uh, for the super amazing. Bowl. congratulations so if you go to tasha courtney you see you see this photo that uh, i took as photographer it didn't get paid but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no but I'm i'll not start doing. figuring your fee into my contracts babe okay uh-huh. you see where you're going in there okay yes. so anyway so but there's someone left a comment that deals a lot with sort of what your situation i think was if you want to read it right there mandy's yeah to have a successful relationship, two people need to be fully realized entities coming together. I think it's so attractive when someone has a very good grasp on who they are at their core. Both people should have their own interests and goals in addition to being two parts of a relationship. Yeah. Pretty, pretty deep. Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. And so you guys were in a, a place in your life where you had formed a, a, a magnet and then it, and you both went in and you're charged in different directions. Yeah, I felt like we were when you try to put two opposite sides of them or two same sides of a magnet together. But what's interesting, and they, you can't. They like repel. Like that's how I thought of us yeah. actually. And that usually leads like, to people throwing mayonnaise to jars at so each other. Badly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you just can't. Yeah. So so, but you slipped off that into it. It it, it took another girl that you met to realize this. Yes. Is this are we are we crossing boundaries or is this something you're comfortable talking about? No, I mean I um, yeah, I mean. I'm I'm comfortable. I mean, real realistically, like yes. I'll I don't want to pull. I don't want to pull teeth. Say too much. So, you, but you met you you realized this through another relationship, or at least the, the starting of one. Um, not not, not necessarily. Yeah. On purpose. Yes. No. 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 Definitely not on purpose, and definitely also didn't cheat. I feel like I need to say that. Yeah. No. You know I mean? uh, that was it's my next like thing. The I was worst thing. Say. You didn't yeah. cheat. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay. It there. It's a catalyst. Mm-hmm. Are you still and you still with her? Yeah. So you so you've. All you've just all all these things that you had mentioned before, all this serendipitous stuff happened, where you found someone who was way more on board with where you're going, maybe creatively or just compassionate. Just all of it. I mean, um, I think, uh, yeah, I had really done a lot of. I felt like I had really begun to find myself and and know who I was, and and yeah, and and like all of a sudden, you know, like. I mean, how do you get married and then a year later realize like you have feelings for somebody else? Like that's crazy. And knowing um, that those feelings are valid and not just something because you had worked together with this girl. Yeah. And, and I would never have. And that's the thing. Like I never would have cheated. Like I told my wife right away. Like, oh, my God, I have feelings. So you for tell somebody. your wife, hey, yeah. I think I like someone else. Yeah, pretty that's much. Like, it's the hardest thing I've ever had to that's, say in my life. That make that sounds healthy in this. But like, say if I like or you, if Tasha had met someone, there's no way she's telling me. There's just no way. She's going to like well, let it I boil think, over until no, she No, you let me. it boil over. You, <laughs> you sit there and you torment yourself and you lie awake at night. And then it gets to a point where like you can't not say something. Yeah. Because sometimes you just meet somebody and you click. You know, things just chemistry. click. Sometimes, yeah. but sometimes it's just chemistry. And you can know like there's nothing deeper beyond this. Well, and then you can like be like fuck, I have instant chemistry with this person. It's best that I avoid them. Yeah. Right. But if you know it's not going away, if you know that in your heart, this is the thing that you should pursue, like that's super scary. I, 
I think, yeah, you so might not want to say something, but at a, at a certain point you're doing yourself and like what's in your heart, a disservice if you just ignore the movement or, or maybe not, maybe that's just like a challenge that you face and whatever. But I think you, you made up your mind that what you needed to do was address it. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. Cause the biggest, there's no greater betrayal than betrayal of self. Like I know that sounds really like hokey, but it's true. Um, betrayal of self. Yeah. Deep. Like for real that. though. And I, and I knew that I'd be betraying myself if I didn't, um, it, it was that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it has to be cause you're, you're not a crazy, you're just a normal, you're, you're, and you're not making like a snap decision on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. so it's, and it's interesting because in the industry we work like Tasha, you know, like Tasha, if she has a photo shoot with a dude, there's like a casting process of people who have decided genetically like in chem chemically like her fit with this guy is like perfect absolutely so, yeah. you know what i mean and i'm cool with that because whatever because i here's it's mutually assured destruction this is why we don't fire nukes at everyone <laughs> because there's a return nuke i know she's perfectly compatible with all these other dudes and she knows i could just have some chick make fun of my hair on stage and then hate fuck her after this isn't you, do you know what i mean Jeez. <laughs> that's but, but that's that's but, how it happens yeah, when a girl yeah. heckles a guy on stage it's like all right I know you're. I know you're into my hair right now, yeah. but let me finish my bit about my engagement. Do you mind? <laughs> yeah. Do you mind? I like, finish this bit. Interesting that she interrupted the <laughs> the bit about engagement. And I get it. Like men aren't. We're not subjected. Like I'm not worried that she's gonna follow me into the alley and rape me. And that sounds heavy to say, but that's the difference. Whereas if a guy's like, "Hey, touch your ass. Looks nice." Like. She has to then like end her set and after getting objectified and worry. I mean, I got objectified. I, I don't care. I'm not making it about like, oh, my object. But you know what I mean? I got object. That's exactly what they, what women say they don't want to be done. I get it. Happen all, I've had girls, take your pants off. It happens all the time. I was like magic mic on stage. And it's like, <laughs> that's just because of like, I got to follow like seven schlubby guys. That like, sounds like the right response, actually. Just magic mic it. <laughs> but, I know, just magic mic it. Well, that's the thing is that. They started throwing some money, I would, but. I just think that it, the bottom line is it needs to be an equal playing field all the time. If men want to objectify, they have to be okay being objectified. And therefore it's like somebody was talking last night, um, at a show about like, you know, no makeup. I'm one of those that believes like, why don't we all just wear makeup? Because I feel like men look better with makeup too. Like, why don't we just make it? Oh, I, I had a guy liner period in my life. Did you? Yeah. A guy liner? I put it on for some audition once and I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gross. My, my eyes were popping after. <laughs> well, so, so, uh, steering it, steering it. I know I'm, I'm bringing it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like auto correcting, like steering it one way and then having to drive it back. So, because you're, so you, you were both, you and your current girlfriend were both in relationship. I mean, it almost seems like the behind the scenes movie of the movie you were making might be more Ooh. interesting. Now that your movie's super funny, by the way. I know, but hold on. Careful what you're saying. Oh, did I? <laughs> Okay. No, it's no, okay. It's okay. okay. Uh, no I'm worries. Treading. No, treading. no. Treading. Treading. Eat a croissant now. No, what you said is fine. Just but it's, we yes, won't go beyond that. But, but um, <laughs> but yes, uh, yeah, yeah. We we both both were in relationships. And how's it been? It's been months since then, and you've 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 you've, uh, you've had a chance to kind of like live your new life. You've moved out of your your ex's or your 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 wife's house mm -hmm. together. Yeah. You had lived together. What was that process like? Untangling from a relationship. From, from, from like a, such a committed relationship. Do you, I, do you feel a freedom? In a way I did because I knew that, um, again, like I was listening to, I was, I knew I was following my truth. Like for the first time I felt like I was standing at the beginning of like a path that I definitely created for myself. Like I, cause I can tend to like get really wrapped up in making everybody else happy and, and you know, 
my wife was so supportive and so wonderful and really did a lot to, to, um, support my dreams and help, um, just in general, you know what I mean? Like, and in a way it was like the biggest detriment really, because then we didn't spend time together. Cause it was like, Oh, well she has to do this for her. And like, and by the end of it, you're just not even a couple anymore, really. Um, but I mean, you started like, we, do you so start worrying free. about who she's seeing? Did you guys have, I had a moment. Guys, like, did, she, like, she, you, she was dating somebody. Um, she was dating somebody and it definitely, um, you know, struck a struck, uh, why do we care so much? If you're moving on with someone, why do we care? I, I totally understand. Well, the I difference think- was, is that she's still living in the apartment that we shared together. So knowing that like somebody was like around my stuff, like a you know step, what I mean? like, like it was just like my just stuff hanging out with your loofah and <laughs> yeah, hopefully you know that's, I mean? I'm glad we didn't give you soap yet. All right. And don't, <laughs> don't let that chick touch your soap. We're going to give you some yeah, new soap. I'm going to get some soap today. <laughs> but yeah, so, so yeah, so there, there was definitely a moment, but like, I think it's like, a bizarre feeling, feeling to be it like, I've, I've looked at exes and been like, the fuck you dating that dude. But like, what the fuck do I care? I don't, see, but, but it's but like a genetic, it's like an, a tie. See, that's weird though. I don't do that. I feel like, you like you're like, you have a problem. You guys don't judge your exes. People that are watching or listening, do you judge no. who your ex is like still dating? You, you don't feel good to be like, huh, I'm better than him. I think I've moved on from a, I think, I I'm feel petty. like when I leave a relationship, <laughs> I feel like I genuinely want them to be happy. So I'm just I, like, I feel that too. No, yeah. I do. I, I do feel I want them to be happy. I feel like that. And it that takes me some time sense. to feel that way. It might yes. take me a few years to move on to get past my pettiness. I would and want Tasha true. to be happy, but I also wouldn't want her to just like, find someone more successful. I wouldn't want her to leave me for like a better comedian or something. Sure. It makes you feel better to know that the person they're dating after you is like worse than you. <laughs> well, yeah, yes. But in like, a, I mean, it depends on where you're at too. Like I'm God, I just remember on sex in the city when, um, Samantha made a joke that like, you know, there is a game you play and it's like, it's called who's going to die miserable. Like you just, like, you know what I mean? Like that's the game you play with every ex. Like who's, which one of you is going to die? Miserable? Instead we're going to die miserable together. We're gonna show them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that it, that's what it is. It's time. Like, cause yeah, at first I'm just like, I, like, I just remember being like, is she like, like, like kind of being a little bit jealous, but not je- it's still jealous. Like, it's a raw it a ter- open wound. Yes, it's yes, a hard thing yes. to rip apart a relationship. Yes. It's a hard, even though, you know, in your heart, you're doing the right thing. You know, you're doing what's best for you, that they're going to be fine, that you're going to be fine. It's it's scary. It's your old life. You're looking back at you're the ghost of your old life. Like, oh, well, and shit. it's a death. Yeah. It's, you and know, you burying a, everything you have, that you, you had. Have a, f- a, f- a photo album and, and weird things like that. Yeah. And wedding you know, gifts you know, and all these anchors. You know, yes. And that, which, which, that was which, really hard. That's something we create. Like everything should just be able to go to dust. We're, we're yeah. our body, our mind, our soul. But yeah. like we do, like, you know, like we've Tasha and I, we've got wedding albums from weddings we haven't even had yet yeah but we've got like photo shoots and things you've done and, fo- and like time hop on Facebook's like remember three years ago you fucking broke you know and you're like oh good thanks and you just know that I mean like you can't just scrub how do you how do you because I'm sure a lot of people anyone going through a breakup wants to know how to properly scrub the um the, well the painful first reminders. of all you have to disconnect on social media yeah. so many people do not do that and I'm not just talking about unfriending somebody I'm talking about straight up blocking them Mm -hmm. everywhere because you are doing yourself a disservice if you're going to be going through and looking at what they're doing every day block do yourself a favor 
blocked. So you, yeah, so you true. and your ex are blocked from social media. I, <laughs> that's yes, the episode. <laughs> no, I have, I have an ex from a decade ago that I am now friends with on social media, but I don't see his stuff all the time. Like, you know, I'm not looking at it and I'm not, I'm to that good place now where I don't care. Yeah, I don't, you know, yeah. it's like, he still I, likes the dog's photo once in a while. I'm like, Oh really? But it's like, we fully moved on. I know there's no chance. I believe you. Know, you. Like I believe you. It's one of those things where it's, it's, I'm comfortable being friends with this person because I know that there is nothing there. I've pretty much forgotten all that was, that was there at one point. And so it's, it's not an issue anymore, but that it takes many years to get to that point. I think for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. So you've, so, so how have you sort of scrubbed your, her from, well, I got painful? lucky cause I, I left our shared place. Like when number one, like that's, that's so smart. everything you didn't, look you, you're not surrounded by those memories every day. Yeah. It doesn't smell like it was actually hard to get like there, you know, lingering things out. Like, like at first it was like all the stuff I really needed, but then it was like, okay, now I need to get the rest and then the rest. And so like, anytime I went back in like familiar smells and like, just like, um, being in there just feels like really like haunted. Like you're going to your parents' house after they've died and it's like your life of memories or like whatever. Like it is really sad and really hard, but, um, you know, I was staying at a friend's house and she was really great because, um, she, you know, when I very recently, she said to me, do you want to leave this stuff here? And it, it was like a wedding album and something else. And she's like, so you don't have to throw it away and I'll throw it away when you leave. And I was just like, that's great. That is like, she's like, so you don't have to say you did it. And like, I appreciated that so much that I didn't have to do that, that I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's really the yeah, hard or, thing. Or just like bury it for a while. And like when just you're, like when she you're can cool, hold on you can to laugh it. about it or yeah. something. Well, I mean, all, all those photos exist in time. You yeah. Know what I mean, I, I have a Dropbox full of them. Well, you know, you go on stage, you, you know, hey, I just got married. Huge round of applause, this and that. You, all your friends know. And then we have this kind of world where in, you got to do some sort of like press release on Facebook to let people yeah, know what's fact. up. Just because like, we're all nosy motherfuckers. We're just like piecing it together like some like Sherlock Holmes. Like, what the fuck happened here? And then you scroll back through to try to find out. But like, what do you, what have you done or do you just say, fuck it? Who cares what people know? I mean, do you, yeah, you obviously have to restructure your act. Yeah. Which, which sucks. Not the biggest of your problems, but it's like, you you just don't want to get back on stage and be like, my girlfriend does this blah, blah, or my wife does this. It's like, no, we need to like rethink. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had to throw away a lot of material or restructure it. Talk about, you know, um, the, essentially it was like, I took a, a little break emotionally cause it felt um, it was really hard to tell those jokes and like, until you have new ones, you like just still tell them. And so I kind of like was doing, I was doing very few shows. It was like really painful. And you know, you're not and being all tr- my genuine friends. to yourself. Like, as you exactly. mentioned before, you know, exactly. Fucking- <laughs> exactly. And like, um, all my f- comic friends, you know, a lot of them were at that wedding and like, and, and they kind of knew like what was going on and like this and that, but, uh, that was difficult. Now I'm at a place where, you know, last night, like people find out on stage cause I have new material about it. Right. And so then they see there, I, I just, I, ma- I made the conscious choice to, to step away from social media. There was a lot of, I didn't really post about anything. This all happening politics. right before Trump. Uh, yeah. Oh, it was the worst. You know, all in, of it. in, in all we're of actually a blessing in disguise that you were off social media. Well, you, you, well, you, no, you had spewed. That was like your punching bag, I think, was you could talk about politics yeah. with a group of people that agreed with you. And it, it, probably, it probably helped you escape from your own. 
Yeah, you know, just Not kind to put of thoughts in your head, but I just imagine you sp- you're posing some angry stuff, rightfully so. You're you're a woman who doesn't want her rights taken away as a woman or a- as a lesbian. You know what I mean? Like you're talking about a lot of concern. But do you think it sounds angry other than No, just- I don't mean it. I mean it in like a way where like when I got I'm when I got heckled and I started getting angry and you could really feel my fired honesty. up. You fired mean like up. fired up, fired not yeah. like angry. Yeah, yeah, passionate about politics, definitely. Um, definitely. So I, I made political posts, yes, but I avoided a lot of other things. I didn't, I never write like where I'm going or what I'm doing or like, you know what I mean? Um, and we did block like right away. And then, and then, yeah, I, I didn't get on stage very much. And it, at first it always felt, um, I remember my big f- sort of felt like the return to the stage was I had gone, um, to New Mexico for a couple shows and, um, to get out of LA where nobody knew me and do material Beautiful. there. And that's what I needed. Oh, uh, whatever. How bare you can be on stage in front of strangers and just, just feel. That's a that's a great. I mean, that's good for you. I'm glad. I mean, it takes it takes so much courage to even. Do, to, we we tried in relationships. We try to like jockey to see who's the victim here. And in on paper, I'm sure people would be like, "Oh, you let you left her. You found someone else." Blah 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 blah. But like you're you're absolutely um, in mourning and pain from you know like like we all are yeah there's no easy it'd be easy it'd be the easiest solution would be if you found out she was a psychopath which yeah. she seems like she's a very nice person the best person and, and that's, that's the hardest and thing. that's yeah that's hard it's easy to be like oh so you know you find all these skeletons in someone's closet but what if someone's a nice person like um like be critical towards us how do we not how do we find out where we're going together I feel like you guys work together, which is great. I feel like you guys have a foundation based on, built on years, right? A shared home, um, common interests. Uh, the only problems in your guys' relationship are like crystal clear for everybody is that, um, <laughs> is the, is the small seeds of like, do I get resentment and jealousy, right? Do I get jealous for this? Do I resent this? Like I work so hard and Tasha can just get sponsored by Bud Light. Like, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) there's like these like things. Yeah. After a long day. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, eight hour side job, two hours at the mic, come home. Oh, good. How you doing that? Oh, you didn't walk the dog. Okay, cool. He gets so mad when I don't walk the dog. Babe, oh, life's going Sorry. great for you. Like, thank that, you so I think that's much common. for walking the dog. You do a great job. No, and I'm... thank you for doing the dishes this morning, too. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. I won't say anything about all the other work I did to clean up the no. apartment, but... The fucking <laughs> robot vacuum yesterday I literally pulled Wookiee strands of dreadlocks out. Of just, <laughs> and I know it was all my hair. I just... <laughs> holy... We literally broke... We melted part of the robot vacuum because really? it so much hair got stuck in it all burnt so the place smelled like burnt hair oh that's hilarious that's a visual anyway <laughs> no uh, so so but what are, what are our red flags you've 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 done the the wedding the pressure all that we we've talked i mean we're basically living a life of you know marriage but she thinks i'm not committing because i haven't given her a ring which i just am not prepared to financially have a wedding yeah no i think that that's i mean number one there's no rush like I mean, that's just the hardest thing. And the saddest thing is like realizing like, oh no, like, you know, that day was a beautiful day. It was a wonderful day. And then like, you know, like I wasn't really present in the planning of it. And so a lot of it didn't feel like my day. And that's something that I look back on. Oh, she was kind of like, it was kind of like her vision mainly. Yeah. I mean, I had a hard time the night before the wedding, like being like, this doesn't feel like I'd never envisioned this for myself. Like she thought I was going to like bail then. Like it was really, oh, really? yeah. 
But you're you just wanted her to be happy. If you want doves, we get you doves. Like that's how you're. Because I always just assumed I didn't care, and then like I don't care. Like yeah, let's do that. Whatever, whatever, whatever you want. And, and now then all I realize I care. And we're like we're like long lost you know. twins. I think. <laughs> I know. Not that I, I just don't care. So, but you, but what you do you mean do? you don't care? Like, I does. want you to be happy. I want her to be happy. But if the, she wants to do, but like if but if it you was would skinny. do it now if you didn't care because then you would just be like okay we'll just do what we can afford but you want to do it right obviously yeah i mean i would i would i've always said this like i'd love to just be this isn't about weddings but more about my family like i'd love to just make it and fucking have money and be like all right everyone it's gonna snow in new england let's get it we're gonna go we're all gonna go to the bahamas yeah but you can't wait for it and this is my thing it's like you can't wait for everything to be perfect right it, it, that's not how life goes you can't just expect that you're gonna become a millionaire in the next two years and fly all of our families to the bahamas that's not realistic i have a kickstarter it's gonna <laughs> people want us to go swimming with pigs in the bahamas <laughs> i agree but, i but agree it's, it's like, a it's a limitation i'm setting on myself yeah it's it's not realistic i think I have some of my girlfriends would say the same thing that life is not, you don't wait for it to be perfect before it starts. Life is happening right now. And, and you, you appreciate it for what it is. You build your life together. It's not something that's, that you can't, you can't wait. But you guys have a life together. We yeah, have little do. challenges exactly. we've done that have helped us with teamwork. I mean, we couldn't, and still have a hard time putting up a tent together. The <laughs> way course. we put up a tent now is I go set up the hammock and let her put up the tent. We have a hard time with teamwork. Putting we had our one of our first big fights was putting a surfboard on our roof. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. It's funny. So now we make soap together, which involves a lot of like very specific stuff. We were throwing bars of soap at each other at first. She cuts the soap because she needs it to be. The, all right, cut the fucking soap. I don't. So like, I move away from the shit she needs to do, and then I sometimes I but get off of the thing, and I just know what I need. And so like, those roles are coming in, and it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful. Thing. We fucked up the champagne jello. We tried to we live streamed. We made it. <laughs> New Year's it was Eve. so bad. It was the worst. It, it was disgusting. I was like anxious that we had a lot yeah. of dead, dead air. So I was like, all right, give me the jello, and it wasn't. But it wasn't boiling. fully boiled. That's my fault. Yeah. And you probably could have been like, Dave, it's not fully boiled. Be like, all right, take it, you jackass. <laughs> but we had shit. Champagne Jello that we are like, so. But anyway, so like, I mean, you get a wedding and you get a bill. It, I don't. We don't do well with stress. I don't want having doing the live podcast is a stress. Can be a. We have to get the things together. But babe, an engagement is not a wedding. But listen, <laughs> very funny. However, people who are engaged too long, why? Yeah. My current girlfriend had been engaged for years, not with the person she had been with, but a previous partner. Um, and they never did it. And it's like that thing where Guy or girl, girl. Okay. Um, like why? And so, you know, I think people who are engaged a long time, it is kind of like, well, why? That's also a fear. It's like the clock starts ticking and I'm just like, but I'm five years into stand up. I need to be 12. I but the See, clock is already ticking. I think it's, I think it's Dave's ego with success. He wants to feel like. Absolutely. Yeah. It's his ego with, that's what exactly. It's an insecurity. In and you're right. No, you're right. It's yeah. an insecurity about yeah. like the Where level of at. success that you've attained and like, is it good enough and whatever. But also knowing that we're at potentially a point of like a binary pass or fail like weddings marriage is pass or fail not that we're not that way now and every single time we've had any sort of disagreement i've always i've i've proven that i've really wanted to us us to work it out and you have as well we're here but for but so for me it's like holy shit we're 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 running towards a highly 
unsuccessful thing, which is the institution of marriage. And that's what scares me versus like naturally now we're like one foot in, one foot out in a healthy way. If Tasha needs time alone, I can go w- walk away and it feel like the marriage. But you can also do that in a marriage. I yeah. know. And I know that worst case scenario, in, which is I think healthy to say, is that one day we grow apart, which I would never want. Is that healthy to say or is that cryptic? I don't know. But no, wouldn't it's you healthy. agree that it's like you're not going to grow apart? He, the mistake is, and I think like, and I can say this is that I remember the one thing that changed immediately after we got married is like there was a certain level of security and safety, like an extra net being like, yeah, oh, like this that's person's not realistic. Me. Yeah, I'd but, say, yeah, throw your wedding ring at me, honey. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Good. We're married. You're stuck with this piece of shit. Yeah, like well, feeling like yeah, that. but 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 no, not, not even in that way. More <laughs> just like a. I just mean a calmness. You've got issues. I, I just meant. I know. I like meant like a calm like secure i meant as using it as a way to like prove my point in fights like no honey you're with me you agreed court of law shut the fuck like i wouldn't (laughs) like like, we don't like now she'd be like shove that contract up your ass like it would be like there's a there's a very good checks and balances with what we have right now and i just worry that i just worry that like your relationship will stay the same i promise you your relationship there's literally nothing different about it yeah the only thing that's different and that's what i was going to warn you about is that you'll have a this sense of security in a way that you didn't before that feels really nice and really safe and what i think that did in my case is it made me be like she'll always be there so i'm gonna go do this all day, every day, and never put any time in. Oh. You know what I mean? And so, like... And you didn't really feed it. I No, I made so many mistakes. I did not feed it. I didn't water the goddamn marriage, the love plant, ever. I, I'm the, I was the worst. Really? Uh-huh. I'm surprised. But that being said, I, th- I believe that I know why I didn't, and it's because um, from the beginning, we didn't... We have different... Um, we had had different styles of love, right? Like I require a lot of affection and if I don't get it, my reaction I think was to focus then on work and just not deal with it. You know what I mean? All right. So you were, th- you were kind of like sweeping it under the rug versus like acknowledging the issue. Well, cause I did acknowledge it for a really long time and then it just gets exhausting and you're just like, well, so I don't fucking care. Okay. Anymore. So I know you're, you're doing a really good job of like placing the blame on you and we don't, you know, we, 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 we can't, we can, we can only own up to our own things. So, but you're saying that you had like talked to her, and, and about all the issues and what, what was she not receiving? We, that's the thing. She did not receive the way that I loved and she didn't, I didn't like your love languages. Yeah. Our love languages were just, and how, how in hindsight could, could you have improved that by just knowing to receive what they're giving? Um, the thing with, with what was your love language? I'm very, I like to, I like to communicate. I like to, um, be very open. I like to share like everything I require. I need a lot of affection. I'm definitely that way. After um, a set, you want to like run it over with her, tell her how it went. That went good. I just want to tell her everything. And and we just didn't have that. She just, that's super sweet. Yeah. But we just weren't the type of people where like her, you know, she doesn't like to talk about her day. She doesn't like to give any details very closed off. And so then it just leaves this, this barrier constantly. So because she's not used to giving up all of her details, she wasn't absorbing. What would you say that her love language was? Um, being like caring and like nurturing, which is great, but like buying me like groceries that I like to eat. Like, I know that's you showing me that you love me, but like, it still doesn't, it doesn't feel that's not what I need. Like, and 
and like and at the end of the day these sound like trivial things that you can just like change but like not at all it we it really like just adds up can't like we we just couldn't really and you can't always acknowledge it on the day and just like work it that out you need to i mean you and you you need to appreciate like tasha and i have completely different love languages Mm -hmm. i i'm very much like i have this quest to tell i my mom growing up she was working all the time mm-hmm. she she'd want to you know know about things but even to this day i can't call my sister without her like you know she has three young boys like i, I, I she asked me how my day's going one sentence in she's hey get in the back of the and she just it's got a smelly <laughs> diaper and she's seven and i'm like i can't can i just tell you about my fucking day i get so annoyed yeah and when tasha if i'm trying to tell her about a bit are you even listening I'm so, not listening to bits. Half the time, I'm not listening. I had a solid punch on. I'm working out, and then I get mad because I'm like, "You're not listening. You're rejecting." But I'm also yes, not the person me. that it, you need to be telling your bits to. You need to be telling on, bits on, on stage. Uh, no matter a, what Heather's my response is, it's never good enough. It's either oh, it's a fake laugh, or you didn't laugh, or you're not listening, or I say that's great, and you're I like, always, "You didn't laugh." It's like so wh- you're rejecting her reactions. You're both just it's constant rejection back. But a lot of the times, it's <laughs> like you know we we forget you know I'll, I'll come in hot i'll come in after like last night i came in hot i just like, Hi, i just heckled the heckler yeah. chick i was all i come in all hot and she's you know barely awake on the couch totally fair and i have to sort of like absolutely maybe you know maybe i need to find something to do before i come back into our home because i'll come into the home hot sometimes bad days sometimes you have a set that literally steals your identity and you're like I just fucking bombed in front of everybody yeah. that matters to me in this community. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, I don't want her to feel that, but I like what, so Tasha, if I, let me explain what her love language is and then you can tell me where I'm right or wrong. I think Tasha loves to be touched and primped and told every, so she loves affirmations and she just loves to be just like really bear hugs and she loves quality time. She loves to know that there's something in the pipeline that we're going to be doing together. Found this out our first week dating, Valentine's Day, three years ago. We were going to the beach. I invited our friend Marina, um, who lived, who <laughs> lived. Who Is lived. that not the stupidest thing you've ever Tasha's heard? Face like just like. That's right why now. I'm sharing oh it because it's funny. And I was like, yeah, Marina like, still. Mad I was like, yeah, Marina it. lives on the beach. She'll just come by and say hi. But and that was the first time Tasha I saw her really be like upset at me. And I couldn't believe it. We're on the 10 driving. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, it's not a big deal. Absolutely. Like, yeah, definitely invite another girl to our date. That sounds great. But in my eyes, I'm in love with this girl already. The more and the I could care less. Thinking, more like, than Mary. That's and, me. And my friend will meet you or like whatever. whatever I always want a thinking. group. I want a group. I want a group outing. I want a group. I want to get an air. Someone wanted to split an Airbnb with me for Valentine's Day. And I said, buddy, eh-eh. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. <laughs> would I, would I like it? Yeah. I'd love to be like, Good night, Tasha and I, and then we go off on our own. But then, like, we're like, you know, then we're like in a hot tub with like friends. I like that, and I don't want Tasha to think that that's me not loving you. And I know you do, and I know you, and I need you to know that that's like I just grew up. I'm like a dog in a social. I grew up with like very quiet, a very quiet home with a mom and a sister I didn't talk to. So like, I always just want to be with people. She grew up probably the exact opposite, so she likes to be alone. And I just need you to know that like that's not me not loving you. Yeah. See, yeah, but she does. <laughs> but I think I think the thing is this, and I'll, like, I don't know. I feel like I relate to you in the sense that, like, you know, um, sometimes I would want to just be with my wife on her birthday, and it was like she always wanted to like have her friends come, and like, 
or just like Christmas, right? Like I always wanted to like have like our little Christmas away from like her huge family first or something, you know? And it felt like we, like that was never a priority for her. Like, or like we didn't like, it's fine to go somewhere and get a cabin and like have separate rooms and like have a hot tub and like hang out. But then it's like, peace guys, we're going to go do our thing and you're going to go do your thing. You know what I mean? I think it's possible to conceptually understand the difference between like, oh, this is his love language. This is her uh, love language. but it, you can conceptually understand it, and but that doesn't change the way how you feel about your own, you know? It's like, yeah, I can understand that this is, like, the way that he likes to do things, but I also need him to understand that that's not the way that I like to do things. And we have to both make an effort to do it their way for the other person every once in a while. It's an enlightenment. It really is. For me to even say what I, what I said and what you just said, because before I'd be like, What's up with the no fun police? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Made no sense that oh, oh, she wants time with me. Like, like how blessed am I? You know what I mean? And yeah. that's that's something that it it is very hard to wrap around. Even thinking somebody loves you enough I know. that I they know. want to spend that time with you. I have I see pieces of me and you, and pieces of me and your girl and your your ex wife. Or I just it's we're all no one's identical. Like I I uh, we we pick and choose what works for us and and um and you know like for Valentine's Day we're gonna spend a lot of a lot of time alone and it'll be great and it'll be, but it'll be important like that's not and I'm not saying like honey I'm doing this for you like I just now I get it I yeah. get it but it doesn't mean you know that every amount of my socializing should be done at open mics I go to because sometimes I just want to go out to dinner and I never go out to dinner with friends. Ever, I I see them at mics and Tasha like last. Because you work too hard. I know, I know. And but you last night went out with your friend Katie, and I love that. I love that. I don't have my girlfriend at home, who who, I think is waiting for me, even though she's probably not. But it's like in my eyes, it's like oh, I got to get home. My girl's waiting for me. Blah blah blah. Versus like these comics who are out till midnight every night hustling. I'm like, well, I want to maintain some modicum of like a normal relationship. That's hard to do. Yeah. I just think it's so important to for in anybody's relationship to figure out as soon as possible what those things are. Yeah. Figure out each other's love languages and so that if you guys do something differently, you can make sure that you're covering your bases there. You know, make and sure that there's that communication about it because, right, like at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, you have to communicate. And it's just like it's uh, what I, I think the biggest like lesson that I had learned is that, you know, um, loving someone like is a, like it, it's a, an action that you do every day. Like you don't just like, you're not just in love and then you're like, cool. You don't do the dishes on Monday and expect that to count on Friday. Well, not, not (laughs) just that, but like in general, you don't say like, Oh, she knows I love her. Like you're just like, Oh, Tasha knows I love her. So, Hey, friends are going to come over every single night. Cause she already knows like I live with her. Obviously like I love her, Yeah, but like, it's like, I want to attend every day. I want to feed her love. Well, to the point where that can happen without animosity. Yeah. So it's not like she's like, what the fuck? Like, no, no, no. Well, okay, well, I'll help you. We'll make sure we clean. We'll make sure we do this. We'll go on hikes. We'll do all these things so that when this can happen. It's like when you're a kid. Like, mom, can I go out with my buddy? Okay. But it's like, <laughs> you're, but you're not doing it to just please your mom. You're doing it to like make your woman feel the love that you know inside you give. And so much. It's so, we're such dumb creatures. That's so many yeah, relationships. Yeah, but we're so smart too. Is that it's the fact that we are, that we do take the time to compromise, right? Like, um, but it, it's just, a, 
it's just a daily practice. It is. A it's daily like practice. I, I have these mics and shows I have to go to, and I have to set these priorities. Oh, you've got this one too. Oh, I can shuffle this around, or you know, this uh, I have to do this. Okay, cool. Like, yeah, it's it's way smarter now than versus than before, which was probably both of us being pretty needy with our wants, not knowing how well, to. We say all it. just want to be heard. Yeah, we all just want to be heard. So when Tasha's like, "God, I just like," how does he not understand that I just like want like a romantic night every fucking once in a while, right? Yeah. Like, and you're like, why can she not understand that? Like, I just want to like double date and like. You know, <laughs> but I do things that I think like just like your girlfriend. I'll get, get food and like I got you the peppered salami. What are you upset about? Eat it. The cottage cheese. You're like, what are you? T-? And like, all that's it's all very sweet. It is, and that's showing that you listen to somebody. But like, but it doesn't show that you're hearing her. It's showing that you're listening her. You're observing her. You're giving her what you think she needs. But if you're not hearing what she's actually saying that she needs right you know it's like i I use this example because people you know like um my birthday um my girlfriend you know um like the thing was is that like you know in my marriage i was like looking back like nobody had ever gotten my birthday right in the sense that like every past relationship was a constant it's new year's eve so it's like what do you want to do for your birthday and he'd be like, honestly, I oh, don't want to do anything. Your birthday New Year's Eve? Yeah. Oh, but happy belated birthday. Thank I you. That. Thank <laughs> you. No, it's okay. I was, I I was under the radar. <laughs> I was under the radar. Um, but it's like, you don't, um, it's like, people be like, every, you know, my, my wife and then my ex-girlfriend before that, it's like, what do you want to do for your birthday? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? And I'm like, honestly, like nothing. I honestly don't want to do anything. And they're like, yes, you do. I'm going to invite people over. We're going to like walk and get drinks and like watch the ball drop or we'll, we'll like have drinks here and then we'll like go to a bar and like whatever. And it was always like a, like a miss, like a hodgepodge of like people, not like, not like my greatest friends all together feeling like yeah. it was always just like, who's a straggler. Who's not. And there were all my friends, but just like a random mix. Like nobody knew each other. Like people didn't have things in common. It wasn't like, Oh, all my comedy people are all my like, you know, old friends from Michigan. It was like a scattering and like, and, and I would always just sort of feel like, I wasn't doing what I had wanted to do. And I was like going along for this ride and, um, like, listen, when I say nothing, when I say I don't want to do anything that I legit want to, or I had said it was a whole big fight like this year. Like I'd said like, Oh, you know, it's gonna be my 30th. I want to get a cabin. I want to go to big bear. I want to get a bunch of friends, go to a cabin. That's what I want to do for my fucking 30th birthday. I'd been saying this for a year. Yeah. Fucking in the middle of shooting the movie when I'm just like so busy, she's like, I want to talk to you about your birthday. Like I thought maybe we could go to Thailand. I was like, <laughs> I can't. And I was like, I told you, I was like, I thought I told you like what I wanted to do. Like I've never, I, I love always it. You sound do nothing. like a tired dad. You're like, in a fucking yeah, I'm Thailand. just like, this was the one thing that I've ever brought up that I wanted to do. Like the one thing. And I'm like, and she's like, well, I just thought since we, you know, had been wanting to travel more and there's like, um, this deal. And if we go over Christmas and I'll spill into your birthday. And I was just like, you just don't even hear anything I say. Like yeah. you don't. And, and it's just, yeah. Cause I don't speak out a lot about what I want. And, and so, so if I do, like I'm fucking, that means I really and do. That, and that could, it could, you could take ownership over like if someone doesn't understand, then your communicating is not working. It doesn't mean that she's, it mean it might mean she's not listening, but it's still like you're both guilty if she's not listening. Our, that's what I mean. Our communication just didn't yeah. ever work. So how did this year go? Great. Thailand? <laughs> yeah. It was great. No, it was it was a great birthday. I did nothing just like I wanted. <laughs> I love it. Just like I wanted. But on so but New Year's, so like 
this year we didn't do anything for New Year's Eve, and I was like trying to be cool with it, but I was itching on the inside. I mean, I, I'm just used to running around like a maniac, open bar, shitty drinks, poisoning myself. And it was nice to like wake up feeling kind of healthy, but at the same time, it was itching that like her dad's reading a book, her mom's, and I'm like, <laughs> let's play cards. Let's, so we ended up playing asshole, right? Yeah, something bullshit, like that. Bullshit. It's bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. And it was cool. I'm watching Mariah Carey fuck it all up in this. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. Shitty champagne jello, all that. But it was like, yeah, like we're and and, and I'll say this: our birthdays are a week apart, so we always do group birthdays, which I had to do growing up my whole life. I, my sister, I did that with my best friends too. And so my like, sister, yeah. how do we each uh, support each other's identity without just like? Doing you do a, a a birthday just you two, and then you do a fucking friend birthday. So we do one like just the two of us, like a date. Yeah, and then we do a friend birthday. Yeah. Or you can have your day if you want to have your own thing, and I can have my day if I want to have my own thing. But it just it, it takes sitting down and really spelling out your wants and your needs, mm-hmm. and talking about it and planning, and making it happen. Because I know your skin would crawl if I if I was like, yeah, on my birthday I want to just do a day drinking pub crawl. And that's in Edith. She's like, Bleh. I'll keep up for as long as I can, which might <laughs> but you be know what too I mean? much. I know it sounds bizarre, but like, I just want to like yell above people in a bar. I know what <laughs> like, I'm so, I'm so simple of what I want. You're Irish, right? From yeah. Rhode Island. Yeah, of course you want to Yeah, I just want to, I'm not even, I don't drink <laughs> it's much. It's so funny. But. My, my ex, um, girlfriend from years ago, um, she had had, God, she had a crazy 30th birthday. It was the best we played. And I mean, she was like eight years older than me. So I was like 20, I think I was 21 on her actual 30th birthday. So I had like just started drinking. Um, but I was going to turn 22 and she had like a, we, we played bar golf. Um, Ooh, where we, yeah, like we got a bus and go from bar to bar to bar. And if you do a drink in one, it's a hole in one and you like keep score. But of course, after like three bars, like nobody's and you're, tr- score. you're trying to go to like nine so or 18 shitty. or something. Yeah. yeah. We planned nine bars and it was so oh, fucked. Wow. Yeah. And you, but you it was dress fun. in golf gear and all that. People made t-shirts like they, they were like yeah. baseball tees with her birthday. I was so, it was so cheesy. It was so cheesy, That's but it cool, was so though. fun. Yeah. Maybe we'll do like a par three course, just three bars. <laughs> I just love, and it's just, and it's, and it's good to embrace our differences. This is the yeah. point that we're not like, hey, the fucking bitch doesn't want me. It's like, no, no, no. Like, I get it. And then we'll do something like, well, you know, so we got a little while to plan. Well, uh, you can send uh, birthday gifts, uh, sexactuallypodcast at gmail if you want to send us a letter. We've been getting so many good letters. Dude, we've blown it over an hour. I know oh, we could so keep sorry. going, but we, no, 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 don't be sorry at all. We no. could talk all day. Um, there's so much we haven't got into, so please come back soon. Um, we got to go do some other things today. Um, uh, I got to touch on this. Uh, we've been talking about donations on the podcast, like what people can do. There's Planned Parenthood, all, ACLU, all these ACLU. things. You got to start supporting people's individual goals, friends of yours, this and that. You've got, and I know we talked about this before, a post-production Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, go, go right I'm now, so yeah. proud of you. I, I was there on the set. I saw you use all the best equipment. All these stars aligning came together. Now you just need that the composer, the editing, all the things to make this product available. It's literally at the fingertips. We'll put the link in the bio. Uh, anything you want to say about, about that? Yeah, I know just, you're already on your way to your goal. Just but. The, it's, it's like that thing, like, you know, like we, it sucks that we're double dipping because we already raised the money the first time. We didn't even expect to have to do this, but you know, initially we actually had had like another investor lined up. So we got some investors plus the Kickstarter and that made it. And then but we went over and, then, like, and all the things that just, I had to sell my car. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, your yeah. extra jobs. I mean, you're yeah. not just asking for money, you know, like somebody you're really putting it's it like to we good actually use. have to 
infinite. Like we can't like, I mean, I've put in the last three months, I had to get a bartending job and I've put 13 grand personally. And I want this thing to go it. to festivals and be sold. And I want it to just catapult you. Thank Cause you. Cause you're real. You're, you're, you're really funny and an honest, you're a good person and you, and you've created as a writer, producer, uh, uh, co-star of a great feature film, which people will be able so. to get. Yeah, I hope so. Um, so that, so people can find that. Is it a Kickstarter or Indiegogo? It's an Indiegogo. So it's Indiegogo. Yeah. Uh, search stuck feature. Yeah. Stuck feature. Joel McHale, Heather uh, Matarazzo. Yeah. Matarazzo. Matarazzo. Yeah. Um, who else is in? Who directed it? Uh, um, Kate Flannery's in it. Paul Shear, and uh, then um, Amir Talai, which is great. If you're in the comedy community, you may know him. Um, and then. Uh, it was directed by Jillian Armanante, who's on Fresh Off the Boat. She's great. And then the log line, it's your character. Um, sorry, how, how does it go? Just real quick. Oh, no, not my character. But yeah, um, a girl gets sentenced to house arrest and has to serve it in her ex-boyfriend's house. And his new fiance lives there, too. Yeah. Dark dark comedy. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, it's super funny. I got to be there. Uh, it's so, mm-hmm. so good to have you on. So I know I know people that are, that are listening or watching. Throw a 5, 10, 20, 50 bucks. If you have 100, just throw it. Say, say you listened on Sex Actually or watched here. Um, and uh, we're proud of you. And thanks Thank for you so opening much. up I, so much. Thank I mean, you. It's just, it really is. Sorry just, if it was boring for everybody. I feel like I need to say it like. No, <laughs> I think it's beyond riveting. It's beyond okay. riveting. We're all searching for love within ourselves, our families, friends, relationships. And we have to know when to bury it and when to find it and keep our eyes and ears open and all that. So I think it's super, I mean, when you told me it was, it just shook my, you told me after everything had already happened, I was like, what? I, I know. don't know. This isn't right. That's what I feel mom. like I'm coming out to everybody. I feel like I have to like re come out to all my friends. But it's like, beautiful. By the way. It's yeah. beautiful. And it's, um, we're, we're glad to see you're being authentic to yourself. Thank uh, you. And Tasha. <laughs> uh, yeah. People can find you. Um, everybody knows me. Tasha Courtney on Instagram and Twitter. Tasha TV on Snapchat. Send me not a dick pic. Uh, yeah, send her not a dick Even I can't do that. Even that doesn't get a response. <laughs> send me not a dick um, Send those to Heather if you need to. <laughs> I've never gotten one. Although I did say that and then a comic, Amy Silverberg, texted me a funny one. It was oh, funny. Okay. It was like a fake dick pic. Oh, was it, it was, was like Andy dick? No, it like was a, a dick dressed up in a funny outfit. Oh, there you so. go. <laughs> <laughs> I've inadvertently received several dick I sent a dick pic to a buddy once. <laughs> I regretted it afterwards. It was weird. <laughs> I just felt right at the time. <laughs> My buddy, we're best friends, Darren. If you're gonna get a, you're gonna, if you're going to slide a dick pic, you send it to a best friend. Um, anyway, uh, everyone, we've, we've got some great reviews. People have written in and, and all that. So we just keep on encouraging it. Um, we have um, a, a, a book club that watched one of our podcasts and now they don't do the book club anymore. I saw that. I saw you post that. That's so great. Cool. I love and it. And then the bachelor recaps, a dude wrote in and said, Hey, my boss got us into the bachelor recaps. We watch them every Tuesday. Good. You guys, <laughs> Dave works so hard. Like nothing makes me happier than people tuning in and being fans of him. So. Well, we see and the numbers Tasha too. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's got a big, you guys are a power couple, growing. power couple, but you know, you see these spikes, these arbitrary spikes in numbers. We hit yeah, 2000 one day and we're like, Oh crazy. This is great. And that could be a hundred thousand. And it's just a matter of, hit like tapping into that algorithm and all we're trying to do is not have celebrity guests on or this or that talk to people we enjoy who have real stories because that's what you know no one wants to know, care about ben affleck fucking his nanny maybe they do maybe they speaking of dicks but may, they'll I mean, read it and hear about it everywhere yeah else. but it's about it's about genuinely like figuring out as i hate to say as millennials but like we're in a new we're we're the old millennials navigating this social media shit through marriages and crazy you know what i mean yeah. it's 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 there's People no want to hear real life they want to hear real life what's working what's not working and and help them figure out their own real life so got to wrap it up so true 
just write us in. Tell us what's working and what's Send not working. Send us some working. emails. Sexactuallypodcast.gmail. We're getting a ton. I'll read them. Um, I've been having a blast doing these group ones, and I've started doing solo ones, which is like it's the closest thing I can do to meditate is to just turn the mic on with a little bullet point and do 40 minutes. Yeah. It's so it's so great, and I'm, I'm glad people have written in and said that they enjoy kind of like my bizarre like <laughs> r- like rantings. Yeah, just just you and your brain only on Trying it. to yeah. wrap it all around and all that. But um, we didn't even get into the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. Go uh, Patriots. I know you're Vikings. Fantastic so. game, though. Uh, Holy that's all shit, I wanted right? was a great Just game. Just miracle after miracle. <laughs> yeah. Finally uh, got wow. to watch a full game for the only full game I watched all season, and I love football. And so and I Tasha so just shot it. her Bud Light thing. We got one of those 20 packs of Bud Light, so I had them sitting in a cooler. For three and a half quarters, I'm angry drinking, <laughs> and then for a quarter, I'm just... Just you know what I mean, and then afterwards it's champagne. So it was like it was a weird mixture of like rage turned like. Aah! Well, I had heard just sorry, like right when it was happening, like I'd heard them say no when they had hit fourteen zero, and they'd said like I heard the stat like nobody's come back from a two touchdown deficit and won the Super Bowl, and I thought to myself, once you say a stat like that, the competitiveness of Brady is going to come out, and they're probably going to do something. Yeah. And then when it was t- three to twenty eight, I was like. Something I was like, everything has to be on their side, and like those two plus catches, turnovers defensively, everything has to be on their side. Yeah. yeah, but just like I mean, like I mean, it was it was flawless. It was flawless football, you know. And that's not the team that you think. I mean, that's not the Patriots' best team they've they've had. And no, but look what you know, they Tom did with Brady it. Look what needed they did with to it. win in that way to really prove himself as the best, and and it's important because he gets a lot of shit. But like I was last episode, episode number two hundred, I was talking about the four agreements. I mean, he follows the four agreements. That's one of his main books. Just like be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally from other people. That saves relationships yes. right there. Don't and it's hard, but like not to take if Tasha does not. Don't take it personally. She's doing the best she can. For, same for me. If like if we stop being offended by things, oh boy, how how a reality changes oh you cut me off in traffic no you fuck you you piece of shit okay cool buddy just go for it i'm sure you're late somewhere <laughs> you know you know what you walked on but you need to and tom it was so it was so cool to like just see a guy that's kind of like been dra- drugged through the the mud white you know moms and yeah and no, mo- no no moms yeah just getting out of chemo and just it's uh, and now they, they they just aired the episode with um with uh the sound effects so they they aired that last night on um and I, I just started watching it. It's like the thirty minute version. Yeah. But it's like Edelman being like, Hey, this is gonna be the greatest comeback in history and it's all them really I believing. Love that. So I great. love that. I love that. I know show. we took a twist and a turn here, but sorry, we just had to get in the two. We had a little that football. was us being guys for a second here. <laughs> and Tasha, of course, too. Her her Bengals hopefully will have a better year. Yeah. The Bengals, year. Vikings, and Patriots, right? Mm-hmm. All right. We're we're representing the Midwest and the Northeast. We got it. <laughs> um we've covered it all. That's the episode. Thanks so much for being on again. Thank Come you. Back Thank soon. you so much. I Everyone go find her. Love Did you guys. say your social media? Uh, at Heather Terman um, everywhere. And we'll tweet out the uh, the Indiegogo. So good luck. I can't wait to watch your film. Yeah. All I ask is that you just invite us to one of the screens. Hell yeah. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks so much for watching Thank or you. listening. This is Sex Actually. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.